Hello there, cowpokes, farmers, and outlaws. Today is July 9th, 2019. I am Raina Sosage, and you're listening to episode two of the Biscuit Brigade. The Biscuit Brigade podcast is where I will share and talk about the sandbox survival game or games I am playing currently. That is Outlaws of the Old West, and I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. You can follow the show on Twitter at Biscuit Brigade. You can email the show at BiscuitBrigadePodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Raina Plays. And you can contact me and find the show at RainaPlays.com. We're going to head into some news. Oh, we got some patch notes. We got some news out of the griddle. Okay, there was an announcement on the Steam forums. The announcement was from uh, Wizard Khalifa, the new community manager that replaced First Wizard. And it says, Howdy outlaws. How's everyone's first summer out on the Old West? We hope you're all staying cool out there. We know you guys have been eagerly anticipating news of the next patch. We would like to announce that we will now be moving to monthly patches. Not to worry, we haven't slowed down. We are paying attention to all of your bug reports and feedback, and the development team continue to be hard at work fixing the code and looking into how we can make Outlaws of the Old West into the best game it can be. We hope that this change will help to bring out higher quality patches in the future. In the meantime, please stay tuned for some community updates. And then they added an additional note. We are aware of the server outages and have already contacted our server hosts. They are continuing maintenance work on their end, so unfortunately, some servers may still be down at this time. We apologize for the inconvenience, and we will look to get them back up as soon as we can. Thank you for your patience. Known affected servers at the time was PvP, EU7, PvE, EU18, and PvE, US West 6. I believe there have been some more additional ones that have been added to that list and uh, the scheduled patch notes will be monthly like they said hot fixes and minor changes may come as necessary however they reiterated that they will be pushing a few updates for patch 1.2.5 but they will be moving to that monthly patch schedule so on 7 2019 these were the changes that they had in the code mineshaft entrances can now be moved when not active chicken coop troughs beehives and oil pumps can now be moved made it so you can destroy actors even if their structure id is bad fixed moving items related to water surfaces prevented moving items that don't belong on the water to the water beehive no longer continuously shows green after being moved fixed an issue with vivox leaving voice channels after joining a server when it took too long to load this was breaking the voip for a lot of people in towns fixed placement loading of wall snap decorations like the bank top added coffee buff ability update hotbar number on equipment slot when hotbar item is changed implemented venom anti-venom and poison purchasable from the snake oil salesman they added traveling merchants and a snake oil salesman that wander the map and sell special items to players for the vfx and assets part of the patch notes they added color variations to the bull they fixed cash machines showing wrong name and blueprints radio menu slightly lowered the crazed mining health made supply shop big enough so players can stand outside coffee grinder is now craftable in the carpentry bench they also say that they apologize for the late update and changes thank you for all your patience and understanding they appreciate all the feedback and reports please keep them coming as they continue to develop and improve the outlaws experience 
Then they followed up the next day on July 3rd on 2019 saying that they fixed sitting on a chair facing the wrong direction, which that personally was hilarious for me. Like you would sit in the chair and it would spin you around and it would like shoot me through the wall. And I've seen some crazy screenshots of people like having a camera view from inside of their character with some creepy like inner looking kind of stuff going on. It was crazy, but that's cool that they fixed that. They fixed the coffee beans not showing up in the general store. They made currency trade window always appear on top. They fixed characters not calculating velocity correctly and sliding around on other clients. They made storage windows not draggable and they made chair enter and exit animation more natural. Just wanted to give my uh, feedback on the patch notes and uh, naturally when you're in the Outlaws Discord channel and you see, and even on the Steam forums, you see a lot of like naysayers coming in and going, Oh, this game should be done. It should be released. It's been out for, for three months in early access. And, and I just roll my eyes at those people. <laughs> I think that's kind of one of the hardest parts of playing an early access game is just the amount of stuff just as um, consumers we have to wade around in to find quality dialogue and discussion and help. You have to sift through the sewage and it's, it's just, you know, I'm kind of like a cynical, uh, sarcastic person by nature. So I always try to reel that in. Um, but because I have a healthy sense of humor, I can um, just shake my head and roll my eyes. But I really feel for the people who have to work on games in that environment because you'll have the same troll going over on the Steam forums going, I own the business and I know how to run things and I don't see how running businesses correlate. I don't think that that, that um, transfers over into developing video games, okay? So, but it's been interesting. <laughs> so if I could just say, just slow your roll, um, you're in early access. And this isn't the first early access game that I've played. So it's like it's different game, same ridiculousness type of a scenario. So I could just roll my eyes at these people, but my goodness, just be mindful when you go on the forums. Um, there's this one forum post that was like, do not buy outlaws of the old west. And then the same person who's telling everybody on Steam not to buy the game is in Discord actively playing the game, like talking about the game, taking pictures, sharing screenshots, all this stuff. And I'm like, you're going to Steam telling people not to buy the game, but then you're going into Discord and bragging about this amazing city that you're building. And I'm just like, just know that you're going to run into these facetious people. <laughs> so just please, you know, consider the source and keep moving on that. I do appreciate the fact that they are increasing their communication. I do see a change from the shifting of community managers. So I think that's always cool. When you see a new person coming in and you see more uh, communication taking place, I think that's a good sign. If you followed them on Twitter uh, yesterday, you noticed that they were bombarding us with tweets going, testing, testing. Okay, this is the last one. All right, testing. Okay, this is the last one. 
So they're doing something with their Twitter. I'm not entirely sure what they were doing, but if you have uh, notifications for their tweets on, like I do, uh, you were kind of like, okay, what's going on? You know, they kept telling you that they were testing and that that was going to be the last time, but they never told us what they were testing. Sneaky, sneaky. But uh, I thought that was funny. And also I am happy. Yeah, the player in me was bummed like a lot of the other temper tantrum throwers, you know, in Discord. Like there was some people that are known in like the YouTube community. And I think sometimes when you're a content creator, you get a little bit of a big head about yourself. And I think that sometimes those personalities um, bring out uh, temper tantrums. <laughs> and <laughs> I just like, oh, you know, you got the, the, the trolls in the Steam going, don't buy the game. But then they're playing the game and enjoying themselves. And then you have the content creators that act like, oh, how dare you decide how you're going to develop a game. You are throwing my game off. Oh, how dare you? Oh, they clutch their pearls. Oh, and then they run off. And I'm like, oh, for real? So I just, <laughs> I was happy that they were slowing their roll on the um, weekly patch notes. To be honest, in my opinion, that is a lot for a new game to be throwing out these dynamic buildings that they're not just like a shell of a building. They had, they performed functions. They had NPCs. They looked really great. But when you kept piling them on the, the server and in the servers and on the game, but not really dealing with the effects of the continual uh, uh, release of this, these buildings and, and then the additional content, I feel like it's great. It, it was a very responsible choice on their behalf to slow their roll on the patch notes. They were pumping out quality content every week. Boom, boom, boom. That's going to catch up with someone. And just as content creators uh, pumping out content every week, let alone people who can do it every day, it does take a lot of work and a lot of behind the scenes that people do not see. So I feel like just as a... In, as a developing um, a video game like this, and that does have so many different layers to it, it was a very wise decision. So I'm really happy to see that they are listening um, to them, their experience, and the community that, you know, was like, hey, stop putting out content, fix what you have so far. I really feel like that's what they're doing. And then of course, you know, us fickle gamers, we say, jump and then when someone jumps we're like not high enough <laughs> you know they're like stop giving us all these buildings stop it fix what you've made then they say okay we're gonna take time to fix what we made oh my god the game is dead you guys are stopping the patches now every week you're only gonna do it every month now the game is dead oh oh okay I'll, you know <laughs> Oh, you could never, ever, ever make everybody happy, you know? So it is what it is. Obviously, that is my opinion, but I'm happy that they're doing it. I'm happy that they're, they've uh, pumped out all this awesome stuff, and now they're going to take this time, because that's what this time is for, early access, dirt to dirt, and they got to fix it. So I'm happy that they're doing that. <laughs> I just wanted to add in my two cents about what I am liking about the game so far. And obviously I'm not gonna sit here and make a huge list. So I had five bullet points of things that I like about Outlaws of the Old West so far. It honestly still runs better for me than Atlas and Ark. Graphics are clean and crisp. Streaming it to Twitch is smooth. I really enjoy that. And it's been such a great experience. That's one. Number two, 
I love the in-game mailbox system. It is something I think all games like this can benefit from. Even in Ark, they had um, one of the mods, I think it was complex-minded before he became like more of an integral part of the community. I believe he is the one who created the US, the postal system in Ark and it was a mod. And that is something that kind of like died in the water when he started working for Wildcard. So that was always such a cool mod for RP servers to add. And I just think this game is a light years ahead of where a lot of their counterparts are by even having the mailbox system in the game and having it being functional and I've not had it bug out or anything. So I really love the mailbox system in the game. And why I also like it is because the map is so big. It is nice to be able to communicate with others in the game and not have to ride 5,000 years to the other side of the map and to tell them something or to rely on like global chat or whatever. I think it's, it's really awesome. And I love that option. And I also do wish that there was a notification though for when you have mail in the future, but the mail system is awesome. I just love it. Also, I love that the chat boxes are separated in the game. You don't have to sift through global and local and guild, and they even have a party option. And I really love that. Each has its own tab and you hit the enter key and it opens it up. And I love that. I think that's really cool. I've played games before where you are just constantly, you're missing messages from your guild. You're missing, um, different messages because they're all blended and in, in, into the same chat window. And I hated that. So this makes it so easy. You can just hit your enter key and take your mouse and click on the tab that you wish to see. So bing, boom, really easy. And my uh, fourth bullet point is I love that they added the blueprint option in the last uh, patch. I love that I don't have to add a furniture mod to the base game in the future to spice up my homestead like I have to do other games. Many times you end up playing a game and you're like, geez, I got to add like 15 other mods just to have all this stuff. And I really love that the base game right now has a lot of stuff for you to personalize. You don't just have a rinky dink sleeping bag and a mortar and pestle and then you call it good. And then you're like, I'm building this huge base and I have nothing to put in it. I love the fact that you can build these amazing, intricate, unique homesteads and be able to be able to still decorate it. So I think that whoever came up with that blueprint option was amazing. Love it. And then my fifth bullet point, I still love the bandits in the game. They don't just stay in their area. They get bored at their little campsite and they wander around and are oddly attracted to your buildings. <laughs> Honestly, nothing creeps me out more than when I'm cutting wood and all of a sudden, boom, I see a bandit creeping one after another up to my fence and they circle my homestead. I like, I just can't, even though I know that it's a bandit, or at least I hope it is, um, I freak out and my first instinct is run into the house, run into the house, you know? So um, I just, I love it. I love them and I just, I love them. So um, now I'm going to cover some possible changes, just my opinion. So these are just my, my opinion. Uh, possible changes that they could do. I feel like they could at this point add more mobs. And I'm just saying that these are my current thoughts. These aren't things like, I think they need to do it now. This is just giving my, at this point, this is what I think would be cool to see. Uh, more mobs in the game, perhaps more concentrated and more advanced li like living areas and the biomes. I live in a grid where I get visited by bank bandits. Yeah, the skull gang or whatever. So um, I'm used to having an equal feeling of uh, uh, danger and peace. But um, I know when I'm out riding around and uh, farming, I, there's really not a lot of stuff to farm 
or worry about at this point. So I think that it wouldn't hurt to add more mobs in the game and maybe make them um, leveled or a little more difficult in some areas, you know, just to pro like um, preserve the longevity of the game. So a lot of times with games like this, if they don't have something for end game people, people stop playing the game. And I understand it's not a subscription base. So once they have their money, they have your money. But wouldn't it be nice to continue to have people staying in the game because nobody wants to eat at an empty restaurant. And so the more people you have continually still playing your game, I think as they develop the game, they're going to want to continue to have end game stuff. So I think that's something to keep in mind and also make it so bandits can't just walk through your log walls and through your barbed wire fences. I came close, so close to wetting myself the other day. I was at my lumber table and poof, I was being accosted by bandits inside of my house. I swear, like when I close my eyes, I can see the foot of the creepy bandit slide through my log wall and then the rest of him. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's in my face and he's shooting at me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So yeah, oh man. I, for someone like me who gets really immersed in the games that I play, I feel like that has been a mental brain tattoo now. It's this, the image of this creepy man entering my house to, to get me. But thankfully I had my bow and arrow in and I fended off the first intruder just in time for the second dude to come rolling on in. So yeah, it has brought on some heart attack moments, but it's also been hilarious because you know it's a game and it's meant to have fun so i just i'm not feeling the ghost bandits man so you know what i did i raised my house up on stilts i i'm building all of my buildings now on pillars so then they can't just walk through my walls because at this point they can't come upstairs and that has made me quite happy and actually my um business or my house looks pretty cool up on pillars so and also my final suggestion for this episode is, and it might not be an, a popular one, but if I were them, I would wipe the servers and cut down on the amount of servers that they offer. I want to say there's about 60 servers right now and it's scattered through like North America and, and Russia and Europe and you know, they have all these different options, but there's so many servers that the player base is dissected throughout them. So you never really see a whole handful of full servers at best like today at eastern standard time 4 p.m there's barely anybody on obviously because everybody's at work there's only two european servers with like 19 to 20 players on it and the max on all these servers are 60 players at, in the evening, I see, I never, I never see more than 10 people on a server. And if I do, it's only one server and everything else is either empty or maybe has one to three players on it. Once again, nobody wants to eat at an empty restaurant. You look at the restaurant and you're like, why is it empty? And the one next door is hopping. And you're like, obviously it has to be the food. Well, in this game, the food is great. But right off the bat, when you when you look at the servers, you're like, where is everybody at? So everybody is so segregated and, and separated throughout. And then that's not even to count for how many unofficial servers there are. People are paying for servers that there's nobody's playing on. I do feel like that should be cut down. And I feel like they should wipe the servers because they have now in implemented the ability to have the NPC. And they have also um, added the blueprint option. So you do not have to fill the servers with all these prefab buildings so i think that they should just start fresh now that they made that big choice and gave us an option to cut down on server clutter which obviously cuts down on server um 
the lack of performance. I feel like they should wipe the servers so that we can have a start fresh and to get rid of all those annoying prefabs and get rid of all those spinning wheels because they also added the fact that we can now craft the lasso in our inventory so we don't have a need like i was talking about last episode we don't have a need to make those lassos so in the spinning wheel so that's been amazing so like i said you know, I always pick servers where there are more people playing. And if I wanted to play by myself, I would play on single player. And it's actually, it's actually quite annoying to have to sift through what feels like just, you know, hundreds of servers to find a server with players on it. And you might find one with like six at best. So my vote is to clean and consolidate the servers. Let me know your thoughts at rateofplays.com or by, you can email the show at biscuitbrigadepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at biscuitbrigade. And now I'm just gonna share a couple tips from a new player for new players. My suggestion when you first start the game, and it was the advice that I got when I first started the game, was get yourself a horse. And now that they've made it so that you can craft the lasso from inside of your inventory, you do not have to make a spinning wheel to do it. Like we had to like a couple weeks ago. So what you wanna do is you wanna gather, I believe um, up enough fiber and then to make 10 ropes. And then when you make 10 ropes and you can go into your inventory and then you can make yourself a lasso. And then you're going to go and find yourself a horse. And then you're going to lasso the horse with your mouse button and then once it's lassoed a little mini game will start and it will have a bar that goes from left to right left to right left to right really fast and you have to line the arrow up into the colored bar and you'll have three attempts and then within each attempt you have three mini attempts to line the arrow into the colored portion of the bar once you do that it will say you've got yourself a horse and ta-da you've got yourself a horse also, when you are making the crafting tables, your crafting is not limited just to those tables. You can actually craft the items in your inventory and in those crafting tables that unlock even more crafting abilities. So make sure you equip the tool and then activate it by using your right mouse button. I personally like the handsaw and when I make the handsaw out of the crafting table, I equip it on my hotbar, I activate it by selecting that button and then it opens up an entirely new radial menu where I can make barbed wire fences and fort walls and fort gates and it's super handy. There's so many different tools that you can make that will open up an entirely new crafting world for you. And my third tip is to make yourself a mailbox when you can so you can get and receive help from those on the server and that you can just be a friendly neighbor to those on the server. You can craft the first mailbox through the carpentry table and then you can place it and then from there, that's also where you gain access to the contracts and the, the NPCs and the prefab buildings, all that stuff. And then um, inside of there, you can also create messages and send them back and forth. And you can also send items back and forth. It's super awesome. And it's really handy is because I have seen where players have said, hey, there's no fiber around me. I don't know how to get fiber. And then we're like, hey, do you have a mailbox? So when they made a mailbox, they let us know and then we could mail them some fiber. 
You let him get away from you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, that's what I want to talk to you about. He's feeling real bad. Huh? My mule. You see, he got all riled up when you went and fired those shots at his feet. Hey, you making some kind of joke? Mm, no. You see, I understand you men were just playing around. But the mule, he just doesn't get it. Of course, if you were to all apologize. <laughs> I don't think it's nice you laughing. See, my mule don't like people laughing. It's the crazy idea you're laughing at him. Now, if you apologize like I know you're going to, I might convince him that you really didn't mean it. Okay, I thought that was the perfect intro for the new section in my show called The Forum Stroll. Because, you know, when we post stuff, not everybody understands our intent behind it. Sometimes you might be joking. Sometimes you might be serious. Sometimes you might just be a little satirical. But you know what? Text-based communications, I think we all know by now in 2019, does not always come across smooth and buttery as intended. So because forums aren't only for headaches, sometimes you can get a good tips and also some laughs. I thought I would add the forum stroll. This first piece of information I'm going to share comes out of Discord. The name has been redacted for obvious reasons. So the person says, I already built the already built saloon. Does anyone know if there's more to it than just the bar guy? I'm confused. I thought I seen in some videos dancing girls and etc. This cracked me up <laughs> because of, the of all the things that I've heard in the, you know, people wondering about the game. I've never heard of somebody wondering where the dancing girls were. <laughs> Part of me wanted to tell them that they could be bought from the mailbox, you know, like you buy all the other NPCs. But I opted to tell them the truth, that they just may have been other RPing players in that video dancing as bar dancers. That's my guess. Or they thought it was another game entirely. Okay, on the Steam forums. A poster asked, are there server problems with official servers? Many people can't join the officials. My answer is yes. Official servers have problems in my opinion, but um, I actually have been pleasantly surprised with the communities on the official servers. So I feel like it's the actual server hosting that's the problem. Um, the communities and the official servers themselves that I have been on, and I've been around like 10 different ones, have been very friendly, very helpful, and actually more into riding around and visiting each other to get to know their neighbors and stuff than I've seen in other games. The amount of RP friendly additions to the game, I think definitely aids in this. I feel and I've seen on many servers I have traveled to and from players making cities for other players to join in and work in on together and I've seen this on the unofficial and the official so I think that's awesome so yes there definitely are some issues but it's definitely not with the people playing the game I've also um, noticed a lot of lag on those official servers and I think we've already touched on that a lot of that has to do with a lot of the prefab buildings so the older the server the more cluttered they are as the game has no demo timers at the moment stuff just piles up and piles up and wipes are gonna have to happen because of that which honestly scares people away too because, you know, it's like a Cash 22. You, you don't want to keep having to wipe people's stuff, but people don't want to play a game if they're going to put all their time into something and then have their stuff wiped. So it's like, you're going to have to have demo timers, in my opinion. They added the option to just purchase the NPCs as opposed to an entire prefab building, which will definitely cut down on the clutter. So, and I, like I talked about previously, I would not be surprised if they actually do choose to do complete server wipes, you know, since they've added this option. 
They had also added the ability to craft the lassos in your crafting tab, which I've touched on. They will That will actually um, reduce a lot of the clutter of those spinning wheels. And in a game like this, it is always beneficial to play on a variety of servers to avoid having all of your gaming hours go down the drain if the plug gets pulled on any one of them. And I have learned that in a lot of the other um, early access sandbox games that I've played, like uh, Conan Exiles and Ark and Wyland, stuff like that, Pixar, play on more than one server. Don't just put all of your time into one server because if that one server comes down you will go through a, a grieving process. You know, you will get really bummed out. You will start to look back and go, oh, all of my time and this and that is wrapped up into it. I like to diversify, you know, spread yourself out on different types of servers. And also I like to watch stuff or listen to stuff while I'm playing because if, or play with others, because then even if the server is taken away, the memories of playing with your friends are not taken away. And um, you're sitting there watching a movie on Amazon or Netflix while you're playing. So, I mean, it's the, you're not really out anything. You're going to sit on your butt on the couch and watch a movie. Or you're going to sit and play a fun game and watch a movie. And, you know, you're not out that time. Because time is precious. The next Steam forum post was called trapdoor versus 1863 musket and the poster said both cost the same to make 15 planks 20 iron bars and use ball ammo and yet the 1863 musket only does 15 damage compared to the trapdoor which does 30. what is the point of making the 1863 musket and I said, not gonna lie, I thought the same thing. I love the choices we have in the game regarding the ammo and the firearms, but I do feel that they need to be diversified and more balanced. I'd like to think that this will be a thing as they move forward. I, of course, chose to roll with the trapdoor, and I've actually stuck with it for now because I'm cheap and I don't want to go around and I'm only level nine in the game and I'm just over a hundred and some hours and I do a lot of building and stuff and I don't have um, a gold mine yet. So I really don't need to go in and have a gun. I've just, I'm building a business right now. So I'm working on building a restaurant. So right now the trap door works great for me. Um, it takes out bandits when they come and you know, I'm fine with that. But I see his point. Why go through the um the farming to in the creating of the 15 planks and the 20 iron bars to make a gun that does 15 less damage than the gun next door that costs the same amount to build i don't know so crazy so um i really feel like they need to diversify um their uh, in balance it balance those the damage and the uh, cost to make them um he, uh, gentleman Snake River Jack suggested if one wants to play old school, one can make all of the buckskin clothes and have the musket, the blunderbuss, and one of the single shot pistols. One can experience hunting with single shot guns before the sharps and repeater rifles, etc., were introduced. Kind of fun trying to kill a moose or a grizzly with a single shot that's not the sharps. So I can see for RP purposes that might be uh, something they'd actually enjoy. So, and um, I agreed and I said that I could see them even using, um, keeping the skins of the different guns for the RP reason. I just honestly hope that they even out the damage and the resources for these items in the future, which I don't see why they wouldn't.
Okay, it's that time for you to kick back and learn something about the Old West with an Old West fact. Did you know that the California Gold Rush of 1849 wasn't America's first gold rush? According to History.com, it wasn't even the second gold rush. When young Conrad Reed found a large yellow rock in his father's field in Cabarrus County, North Carolina in 1799, he had no idea what it was. Neither did his father, John Reed. The family reportedly used it as a doorstop for several years until a visiting jeweler recognized it as a 17-pound gold nugget. The rush was on. Eventually, Congress built the Charlotte Mint to cope with the sheer volume of gold dug up in North Carolina. In 1828, gold was discovered in Georgia, leading to the nation's second gold rush. Finally, in 1848, James Marshall struck it rich at Sutter's Mill in California, and thousands of 49ers moved west to seek their fortunes. Okay, and now we're going to learn some Wild West terminology from legendsofamerica.com. There, here are five Wild West terms to help us up our Wild West gaming game. Okay, if somebody said above snakes, you were above snakes because you were above ground, meaning you were still alive. So if you were alive and roaming around the Wild West, you, my friend, are above snakes. The next one might be a mouthful. It is absquatulate, to leave or disappear. So when you're playing an early access Wild West game and you log in and your buildings are gone, your buildings absquatulated. <laughs> That means to leave or disappear. The next term is ace in the hole. That's probably a more common one we've heard. It means a hideout or a hidden gun. Ace high, depending on the context, it might mean first class and respected, or it could mean a winning poker hand. And according to Hoyle was a phrase that many would say, correct by the book, Hoyle is a dictionary of rules for card playing and games. So if something was correct, people would say according to Hoyle, and then they'd fill it out. They'd finish their sentence. So, so there's that. There's your Wild West terminology. This ain't Dodge City. And you ain't Bill Hickok. Do you need a name for your cowboy or cowgirl in Outlaws of the Old West? Well, let me help you. Here are five names for your cowboys. J. Dusk Norris. Stephen Bull Moody. Harold Artist Anderson. Levi Hawkeyes Pickett. Anthony Lawful Parks. And here's five cowgirl names. Agnes the Con Alexander. 
Viola Mystery Bowden, Minnie Serpent Davis, Maria Bootlicker Moss, Dolly Oddstick Hayden. So there you go. I hope that that helps you come up with some fun names for your cowboys and cowgirls. Well, it's time to wrap it up and mosey on out. Well, you heard the man. It's time to wrap up the show. If you would like to get a hold of the show to share a tip, share a tale, or share an EA tier, just email biscuitbrigadepodcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on Twitter at biscuitbrigade. You can also go to find the show at reinaplays.com. I'm uploading them on YouTube, so you can search for Raina Plays on YouTube or Bris- Biscuit. I always want to say Brisket. Biscuit Brigade Podcast on YouTube, and you should find the shows there too. And um, yeah, so there's that. You guys have a great day. Like I said, don't be shy. Send in your feedback. Um, or if you want to leave a voicemail, you can download the Anchor app to your phone. It's a free download, and there's a voicemail option right there when you search for the Biscuit Brigade podcast. So that is also an option. It's been a pleasure. And until next time, Raina out.